So who edits these for you? You edit them or he edits them? That's my dude. Okay, nice. So, so I'm going to do a thing where we're going to black and white this episode. Is that okay with you? <laughs> can't buckle up yet. Oh, I can't. I, yep. Well, I will. I'll, I'll rebuckle up. Oh, okay. We're going to start after yeah, I pick that's up. That's correct, stuff, actually. Right? Okay. I'm trying to fucking die up in here. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum brothers and sisters and hello and welcome to another episode of Buckle Up and man oh man you know I, I there is no proper introduction for this but it's uh, somehow surreal uh, I've known this brother since 2007 and I can simply say that he's one of the reasons why I am what I am today so it's that big um, him Loki Shadia and Omar Fendim shaped who I am really um I cannot believe that he's actually on my right right now. Seriously. What are you talking about? I've been in here before. It's that big deal. Not on Buckle Up. <laughs> big deal for me. Huge deal. Uh, what an incredible guy. Uh, incredible human being. A father, an artist, a, a professor. Uh, somebody who really embodies what I fell in love with hip-hop for. Somebody that actually made me fall in love with hip-hop, believe it or not. Um, Iraqi Canadian artist, incredible guy, Narsi. Salam alaikum, my brother. Salam, brother. How you doing, man? My pleasure. I'm well, feeling like, good, bro. I thank you so much for your time. Of course. Man, of and course. I really appreciate you. Always. You, you ready to buckle up? Let's do it. Now is the time we buckle up. Although it's going to crease my t-shirt. <laughs> How you doing, brother? You good? I'm good, man. I'm jet lagged as a motherfucker, <laughs> but you know, we're here right now. Yeah. Um, we're here. We're in Dubai. Uh, you, you were born in Dubai. I was born in Dubai. Well, yeah. yeah. I was born in Dubai. I was uh, born in Garhud. Garhud up to no good. Oof. Yeah. So five years later, you you moved to uh, obviously. Uh, yeah, I left Cap- here. I left here when I was five, 1987, with my uh, with my parents and my mm. sister. Mm. And uh, uh, you know, like basically, with, yeah, in your life, the way um, the the way the way it has been for me as a kid who's living in Saudi Arabia at that point, one of the most conservative countries in the world, I was never never even close. To hear about you know the things that you guys were talking about, mm. not even close, you know, because mm. the way that's the way it is. Mm. But but you guys gave me hope, you gave me light, you gave me, and that's the way I am today because mm. of your lyrics. Mm. So when you when you moved to Canada, can you tell me about like you growing up there and how has it been like growing up and how it shaped you? You know, obviously you moved your parents from was here from Iraq, you're Iraq. Yeah, I mean, I, I lived in Canada for two formative sections of my life, right, from mm. five to thirteen. And then 18 to now. So um, the first chunk of my life in Canada, I was five when I left here. So, you know, I didn't really yeah. know what was going on yeah. here. But I got thrown into a brand new culture, a brand new language system. Because, you know, Montreal is the French. It's in the French part of Canada. So Sorry. I had to learn French. And I adapted. I adapted very quickly. But at the same time, couple of years after we got there the gulf the gulf war started yeah so i quickly became aware of um whether you want to call it race or culture i quickly became aware of where i belong and where i don't belong Mm. and it was a question that i started dealing with at a very young age and then as soon as i started getting comfortable in canada you know that that i was if you talk about what i was listening to i was listening to Whatever my older sister was bringing into home, into the home, I was always like six months later than that, right? Yeah. So she'd bring in Nirvana and I'd be listening to Nirvana six months. I'd grab her old tapes, right? So mm. uh, I was heavy into like rock music and, and uh, pop music. And then when I went to a school called FACE, which is Fine Arts Core Education, for a year in Montreal at the age of 13 for seventh grade, um, that's where I discovered hip-hop. 
and mm. and my friend Yushua, who is in my fatwa video, uh, he's the guy that I'm the, with. The, yeah. Yeah. So my friend who's in the video with me, <laughs> I met him at Face, and he shares a birthday with me. He's born on May 26th, like Mashallah. me. He's Muslim. He, yeah. So we clicked right away, and then on that birthday, we both bought each other a CD. So he bought me. Method Man's to Cal, and I bought him. Um, I think it was Old Dirty Bastards, Thirty Six Chamber, or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember what the exchange was, mm. but it was definitely Wu related, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and I had heard N.W.A. and Biggie and Nawaz's brother Nawaf Alayhama was Alayhi going Hama. to yeah. New Jersey a lot and coming back um, and bringing these mixtapes. Mm. So I had heard hip hop, but like third degree, like they would be playing Nas Illmatic at the basketball court near my house, but I didn't know what it was. So then when I, and then my dad came back uh, from the Emirates and was like, listen, we're moving to Abu Dhabi. And I got sucked out of Canada. So when I got to Abu Dhabi for high school, um, music and hip hop became like this thing that kept me grounded in Canada, right? Yeah, yeah. So I started ordering CDs through this guy at Liwa Center in Abu Dhabi. He was this Irani guy that had a cousin in Canada that would bring <laughs> CDs in illegally into the country. Wow. And he'd sell them in the shop. Mm. So yeah, that was my you know, formative yeah. years in Canada. And then going back when I was 17, 18, after finishing high school and going to university, I started political science and then 9-11 happened nine months later. Right? That was like... Yeah, and that was like a, a punch in the face for all young Muslim Arab kids that were yeah. coming up in North America because all of a sudden the, yeah. the lens changed on us, yeah. you know? That, that was always present. I mean, yeah. you always, there was no, but that's what I'm saying. The perspective is different. Like we living in the Arab region you never really feel felt it. that. Yeah, yeah. You guys living there. We felt it right away. Right away I felt it. Like my, the, I was working at a store at the time and the day 9-11 happened, I was in Nawaf's room. I had slept over that night. We, were rec we had already started recording music um, in, the er in the late 2000s. And then my dad called Nofi's house and was like, that's so we. I was like, Naim, he's like, turn on the TV. Wow. And then I turned on the TV. I saw what happened and he's like, go home now. I was like, why do you want me to go home? Like, what the, what the, what's that going to do, you know? But then the, per, the, the place I was working at, my boss went around telling people that me and my sister were running around the mall with head wraps on, huh? praising what happened in New York. So immediately, like literally the next day after 9-11, we felt the, the environment had the, changed. The impact. So that shifted yeah. my whole like narrative and my music and... You know, the first Euphrates records were dealing with that, like yeah. Stereotypes Incorporated. Oh, man. So it was really dealing with that change in environment for us um, and relearning who we are and where we stand in that position. Do, do you think so. if 9-11 didn't happen that you would be a different? I don't know. I mean, because if 9-11 didn't happen, then I don't know if the Gulf, if the Iraq war would have happened. Right. Mm. And I mean, it would have happened regardless. That was in their plan. Yeah. But I don't know how different it would have Impacted. made my narrative yeah. or my music. Right? Wait, when did you start rapping? When I started rapping in Abu Dhabi. Okay. At like so, 15, 16. Is there any like funny kind of stories? Cause we I were remember, on some thugged out shit in Abu Dhabi, man. <laughs> I remember Omar was saying some kind of, like he was rapping on, um, anyway, like yeah, some funny stories. Is Bro, there offend him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of it, when you're young and impressionable and like I was listening to Mob Deep and Big Pun and 
we were listening and Lauren Hill and D'Angelo like we were listening to there was so much music but it was tangible physical music so you really got invested in these projects yeah. right um, so when I first started rapping we would and there was no the internet was 256k so what I was downloading actually LimeWire was it was no it? it wasn't this is pre-LimeWire pre they were loops on this one website where I used to go for release dates to give that guy at the CD store Eesh. the dates of the albums that I wanted to get wow so they had loops of like you know uh, Uptown Baby by uh, Peter Guns uh, and then like um, the Beat Nuts it would just be like and then you rapped on those so you would download I would download those put them on a tape and then put in another tape and loop the loop until it was like a three minute loop and then I would put that tape in the front and then put a blank tape and plug a mic into my stereo and we'd record our music that way what so, year was that? this was 1990 1996 97 yeah. no maybe 97 98 so me and my boy Mohammed, we just you know I would invite all my boys to my room my house and I, I would like feature my boys on this record that we were recording. It was called Shifty Triznax. And like it was extremely thugged out. I, you know, we, we, were, we were casually saying the N word. Like mm -hmm. it, was, it was like we were young. We, were, we didn't really know what we were doing or saying. We didn't know the value of what we were doing. Yeah. But then when I got to Canada, it all kind of, I mean, before I left Abu Dhabi, I, because, you know, growing up in Abu Dhabi, you're not told to be political or have a political yes. opinion. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't myself. Because I wasn't, I wasn't able to even think at that level. But as soon as I got to Canada, I became politicized and it changed my... It made me really who I am, you know? Mm. Um, but that, wow. And then as I delved deeper into music, it became more and more who yeah. I am. That's why my albums are getting more and more, mm. less and less political and more and more like day-to-day -day yeah. music, you know? Um, there, there's, there's one thing I want to learn from you. I didn't have the guts even Aslan to ask, but I think, and, and buckle up right now, and, and, and again, I've seen this from far away, uh, Nofi. Yeah. Um, and I, I love him because you guys show love to him. Mm. Danny, I swear to God, those just goosebumps. Mm. The amount of, I, I never had the pleasure of meeting him, but the amount of love that, that always surfaces, you know, on his birthday, in the music, is just really incredible, man. Can, can you just tell me how, what's, because he was like your, your best friend. Yeah. Can you, and I know it's just- He is my best friend. He, he is your is. best friend. Yeah, yeah. How does that, Danny, how, how did he impact, you know, you as, as, as a rapper, you know? like? Well, look, you know, it was me, him, and Nawad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shout so out Sandhill. Sandhill. So like, I was writing the lyrics. Mm. Nawaf and Nawaf were making the beats together, but then Nawaf was also like the business and like the organization and the hustle, okay. right? Okay. okay. So when you see me, you see him because when he mm. passed, I took on a lot of the lessons that he was teaching me that I, was, I wasn't aware that he was teaching me at the time, right? Wow. Because when you're living with somebody in your life, you don't really think about the day-to-day, -day, but then when they're gone, you really start thinking like everything was really written the way... Man, it, good people go too soon, man. Yeah, like, and he like, was a messenger for me. Like, he... Uh, we watched him grow up, and he... I mean, like I said, he introduced me to hip-hop, right? So when he passed, I went back to school, because number one, I wanted to walk down the hallways that I walked down with him. We were in university together. So I wanted to walk down the hallways that mm. we were walking down together again. And, and then also, you know, my thesis was about hip hop and uh, Arab identity. So I was asking myself like, why, 
why was this guy in my life and, and why did he bring hip hop to me and it became my life? Like, wh wh why, you know? That was really the question I was asking before I got into my thesis. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot, like there's a lot of things that happened in that last week that I was with him. Mm. What can you share with us about Nofi that, like, said, like a, a cool, fun story? <laughs> Nofi yeah. always used to call me Abu Lovey boy. What? He used to call you Abu <laughs> yeah. okay. He used to make fun of me because I was like, I, I was the one that, like, I wasn't grinding hard enough when we started. Wow. And no, Nawar... He pushed you in as well. Yeah, Nawar, Nawar is like, yo, I make the beats, I'm not coming to the interview. I right? love Nawar. Yeah, Nawar. I love you, man, I love you. Yeah, Nawar is like, yeah, I'm not, he doesn't want to be in front of the camera, right? Mm. So Nofi would push me in front of the camera because he knows I can do it and I don't have an issue doing it. And he was with me in a couple of things, right? So wow. before, I, before the last time I saw him, I got booked for a show in Toronto. It was on November 2nd, 2004, which was mm. the day of Bush's inauguration. Whoa, you had a show? I had a show that night. <laughs> And at the venue, that's a sign, my brother. I don't care what no one. Yeah, says. no, but that's what I'm saying. Could she muck too, bro? Yeah. So, I went to Nofi and I was like, "Listen, bro, I don't want to go to Toronto alone, right?" And he was like, "Listen, I can't go." He had just gotten a new job. He was like, "I can't go. You go. Go get the check. Come back. You'll be good." So I got in the car with Hassan, who's his cousin, and we drove that Hassan. day. Hassan. Hassan. Uh, Hassan is his name. Cousin. His cousin is Hassan. Yeah, shout out Hassan. Wow, shout out Hassan. Yeah, yeah, Don Durma. That's dope. And um, the drive to Toronto was hell. Mm. It was snowing like crazy, and there was just trucks. I remember me and him being in the car and stressing, like, yo, this is the worst kind of situation we could be in. So when I got to Toronto, I called Nofi. I was like, yo, F you, man. Like, <laughs> bro, like, you, can't, you don't understand what I just went through. Um, and I remember... We had an argument about something in his room. I don't remember what it was, and I cried. I remember I cried before I left to Toronto. Wow. Um, and then I got on stage, man, and I did my show. And while I was doing my show, George Bush got inaugurated, and they were, like, swearing him in or whatever. And then when I got off stage, Hassan was shook. And I was like, what's wrong? And then he was like, yo, we call Sundas, you know, call back yeah. home. And I called home, and... I left right. I left the next morning at six o'clock in the morning on the train, you know. Mm -hmm. And then my parents came, and so well, that, it was. It that was, happened right after that show. It was during my show, yeah. Subhanallah. Wow. So like, um, man. Yeah, you uh, know, it's. Uh, thank you for sharing that with us. I yeah, know it's man. not easy, man. But 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 again, I'm I'm talking to you as a person who's been following you personally, guys, since 2007. I would say. So and uh, and I see it. Yeah, and Nofi became a part of all of us. Mm -hmm. Like he taught Sundas things, he taught Nawar things, and he taught me things that became a part of our personality. He became a part of us. That's yeah. Like, he never really, you know, yeah. he's still around for me every day when I hustle and I do shows. Like I feel him. You know, um, Subhanallah, man. So yeah, man. God bless him. Again, I never met him, and and I, I, I Subhanallah, for me, so rest in peace. Um, that makes me really happy to know that. Yo, you don't understand. That impact, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, I know, because I see Omar. Omar talks about it. Nomadic talks about it. Yeah, yeah. They have a song uh, about him. Yeah, that was know. the last beat he gave them. Yeah. Right. So like, you got look like I, I feel like I don't never, met, but I love him because you guys show love. I'm like that guy is definitely you know an incredible dude. Yeah, so thank life, you for sharing yeah. that with me. Yeah, for life for sure. Um. Yeah, wow. Um, do, you, do you feel like the, the, the way, wow, subhanAllah, the way you just said it right now, of course everything is maktub, but do you also think that you're giving a responsibility to 
you know, impact people. Like, I, okay, I'm one of those people that you impacted, bro, and I've always said it. Anywhere I talk, you whether impacted it's impacted me too, though. You know yeah, that. I don't know how I it's, did it's that. It's been back. No, I mean, listen, but you. But you changed my trajectory, Narsi. Yasin, you changed. Uh, Hanan, my wife, knows that. I was a different kid. Yeah. And I, I, I got married in 2000, and and, and, and obviously, you know, uh, 10. And I, uh, sorry, 2000. And then I met you. Uh, I met, I know of you in 2007. I was a different dude. My thinking was different. Yeah, and he, nothing, brother, man. I didn't know anything about Palestine, method because they don't teach you that shit. Over yeah, there. I didn't know anything about Palestine until I got to Canada. And they don't, they don't teach you the power of the word. That's why I'm very vocal. Mm. And I'll still very, I'll be honest with you. Still, people tell, Yaqi, into the same four names. Khalas, Yaqi, okay, Narsi, Shadia, Ofer, okay. I'm like, but these guys shape who I am, and I meet a lot of people that also impacted you, impacted. But obviously, they have no, they have no platform. They're just you know normal guys that are doing the thing. Yeah. Does that mean? Does that mean something to you? They're really impacting people, changing their life. Yeah, I mean, of course, it means it means a lot to me because, um, like I said, you know, I, after I met you, and you told me that, and then you mm. became a part of my story and like a part of the crew. Um, you started impacting us in the region and like putting us putting that. us on certain platforms and yeah. so to know that my music reaches people is a you know it's a blessing that's what musicians do it for i mean sense. in places like, where music is considered even yeah forbidden man no, but even like my music going to iraq and yeah. people hitting me up from basra and like saying they're rapping now and mm. these things are 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 uh, one, one of one of you my, don't sorry you don't yeah. you don't while you're doing it you don't think about it because if you do, it can be overwhelming and like pressure. Mm. But um, mm. but it's it's probably the most rewarding part of my life after my wife and kids. Like, mashallah, you, you know, feel it, you know it. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely feel it. And like I, since the beginning, I've started. I've never uh, I've never like um, sacrificed any of my morals or my ideals. I've never align myself with things I don't believe in. I've turned down a lot of opportunity and money because it, it clashes with what I believe in. Mm. Because I believe that in the long run, after losing somebody so important to me, I realize the value of every minute in your life and, and, and that your legacy is the most important thing that you do in your life. You know what I'm saying? So I've always, I, I don't know what kind of legacy I'm building until it's done, yani, but uh, I've always like every step of the way I've thought how can I level up what I'm doing and, and level up the representation whether it be visual or whatever it is so yeah of course man, man it's, you, it's a blessing yeah you just summed up I'm having this Apple talk next week you just summed up my slide on you because that's what I said <laughs> about you seriously I said this guy was able to yeah I, I called it I called it actually you were able to find a loophole in this uh, you know hip hop Arabic thing because this when Arabic hip hop came through bro it's it's a matter of um, you know, it was just a matter of, oh, people were like, either too political, okay, and this is why I didn't get to the masses, because the masses don't want to hear you that. Yeah. And and from my experience, I know this because I deal with TVs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. They said, like it's too political. Yeah, yeah. So they know they, there's certain things they don't want the Arab yeah. people to hear. Of course. And you guys are saying it. Of course. So that's one. And uh, on that's a, worldwide too. That's not just here. Yeah, but uh, no, there you can say things. Yeah. Whether yeah. it gets heard or not, uh, it's you, you can know, say it. Yeah. But you can say it. Yeah. So the trick part over here, and you were able to, because the visual of mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. like you, you have a certain kida kayasin, you have it. It's visually there, and that's I think very very creative from your end. Sarah had to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, this one. Yo, speaking of which, 
I got to put that Small commercial on. break. Make sure you go get the Space Time exclusive limited vinyl available now at narcy.online. We ship worldwide. I'm going to put the link down there as well for easy access. Right here, yeah. Just hit that link. Um, yeah, listen. It's nice. I thought I had it, bro. Like, this is incredible. Listen, man. we'll get into this. Yeah, but like, we're going to get into that. But this is big up to you, man. And thank you for getting the of vinyl. Of course. I mean, listen, I, I think... I, I see it like this. The metaphor for it is this. You know when you buy Tylenol for adults, it tastes like shit, right? Mm. But when you buy Tylenol for your kid, they flavor it and they make it sweet, right? Sorry. But it serves the same purpose, right? So if I was to want to give people medicine or, or create medicine for my own trauma or whatever I'm talking about, Yanni, I have to code it in a way where people are going to want to consume it. Mm including kids. So, um, because there's a whole generation of Arab kids and Muslim kids that came up after us that have access to technology f quicker than us, yeah. but also that are all creatives and they're, they're rapping and making beats and shit. So we didn't have that when we started. We had the dudes in France, the Tontons in France that were like Tonton, yeah. deep in the hood and we weren't oh, deep in the hood like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So our experience was completely different. Mm. It's this di diaspora experience. So. From the beginning, uh, luckily I had my sister in my corner who, who, who Hella was like making visuals and she did my first video. She did Fatwa, right? Oh, fatwa, man. So that Ooh. Fatwa was the benchmark for the rest of my videos because it was like, how do I present what I want to say politically or socially or whatever, Hello. but in a, f in a way that makes you uncomfortable, but it's funny. Yeah. Right? So the dancing Guantanamo. So was the benchmark you were saying. Like yeah, because the dancing Guantanamo men became like a, um, like a, a thing that we fill in with different comedic devices in all my videos. If you think about all my videos after that, there's always something that's really funny. Yes. That's funny, but it's, it's kind of fucked up at the same time, right? So like the... Uh, whether Not always, though. Jasim was. I mean, Jasim is funny, but he's yeah, he's a Jasim is a message. Yeah, and yeah. I did the first Jasim, I did the second one. So like, Sasa. even in in Animal, where I'm a I'm a, a goat that has like a, a huge thing for a nose, like it's it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable, but laugh at the same time yeah. because that's how injustice is. Mm. It's so fucked up that you you almost want to laugh at how people can get away with this kind of shit. When you guys did fatwa, did you realize what you were able to, what you were about to put out, like to the world? Did, did I, I really didn't give a, I didn't give a damn back Nothing. Then. I didn't care, like mm -hmm. I was, you know, I had the same shit, different Saddam t-shirts, we had dancing Guantanamo men, we had the, the colonizers cutting the neck, we had the yeah, stripper yeah, yeah. on the oil tank, and yeah, like, yeah. like we touched on a lot of things, and I think that video, my sister was a, was a, a groundbreaker with that because she was the one that was always like, yo, push harder, you know, like, like really push the envelope of what you're saying clearer and harder, right? One of the things I love about you, and this is something I've also trying to do, is that you work with people that you obviously call family and family and you have, we are the medium. You're very, very big on that and yeah. you just don't talk it. You're that, there. That's Nofi, bro. Mm. The medium was, was Nofi. Like he that's was... It. Back, th back then, he was like, w since 2003, we were talking about, yo, we need to develop a collective. We need to, all like, Sundas's best friend, Susu, started mm. talking to Nof Nofi before she met Sundas. You know what I'm saying? Like, when Nofi passed, all these people came into our life. Oh, man. It's really crazy. But, yeah. like, so 
down the line is when I made it an actual company and like had a vision for it. So yeah, I think it's important because look, nobody, number one, nobody was willing to take the risk mm. because we were Iraqis, we were Muslims, we were vocal, we were, nobody was gonna take that risk. When I met A&Rs or, or labels back then, early on after Euphrates, people didn't really get it. It was too early. We were way ahead of yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. narrative that was yeah. going on around us. Yeah. And and number number two, you know, why not empower somebody that's in your family or, or like extended family that's also creative and it's like I don't need to reach out to anybody else. Mm. If you look at guys like J. Cole or whatever, they did the same thing. All yes. their friends became their management and their team. Sorry. Right? So Yeah, you're right. So yeah, you gotta empower I, the people around I, you. Like I, why would I not put money in your pocket? I see that. If a lot. I can. Yeah. You know? And and, and why would I be greedy? If you need to eat too and you're my family. Yeah. So as soon as I feed myself, it's time to share that food with, with the people mm. around me. You know? No, but yeah, but I'm saying you don't only just think that you really do it. And I've seen you like, you know, do that. And I think it's truly amazing. And Thank it's you. Man. It's, hard. It's, it's definitely it's hard. hard. It's, it's definitely yeah. hard because at the same time, you, you have to look out for yourself. And, yeah. you know, I have kids and my wife. And, but, but if I ever get big opportunities, it's always shared. Yeah. And my father always warns me against it. And he says... You know, don't put your family on everything, like, because they're gonna make it difficult for you. Yada yada. And he's right. There's moments where you don't. You got to be selective about where you fit people yeah. in, and and that's a, that. that's an art can, on its own. You, know? you want to do a buckle up with my dad one day? I'd love should, to. You should do it, man. Man, listen. My dad's my dad's I, hilarious. There's this video online when you got him on stage. Yeah. Every yeah, time I watch him, I cry. Every time, the way you you shouted him out, and actually my boys, uh, Weedo and Moody were yeah, in yeah, the of crowd. Course, yeah. <laughs> And now Moody is an Empire, know, subhanAllah. But they're in the crowd. Anyway, uh, for the Shout out fest. Moody Jones, man. Shout out Empire Moody Jones, uh, Ghazi. Wow, they're doing yeah. incredible. Um, when you brought him out, man, how did that moment for you? Did, did you get emotional you know, when, when he was out? Like when you, you got him out and he's such an incredible guy. I'm an incredible guy. What an, you, you can see it. First time I showed this clip to my wife, we both start crying. And she's like, I see where he gets... Yeah, I mean, my dad, my dad is like, you know, Kanye says uh, his grandpa's where he gets his confidence from. Yes. I got my confidence from my father. Confidence from your father, but also inspiration from your grandfather. Yeah, yeah. and but like the education side of me is my mother, right? SubhanAllah. So like my mom is an educator. She's been an educator my whole life. And then my father is like this artist that's trapped in a, in a, in a corporate world, <laughs> you know? And like it drives him crazy and yeah. like, but he's really deep down inside, he's an artist. So I think... He feeds off me as well, because I remember growing up, my father always wanted to be like a, an actor or a dancer or like, okay. he, you know, but he hurt his back and then he got, he had kids and back in the eighties, you have kids, you got to go work. You can shit. tell though, if you see him, you can tell. Yeah, he's an artist. That, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I brought him on stage to fulfill a dream of his, not really mine. Wow. Because I was like, if I'm going to be a, f he used to take me to the jazz fest as a kid. Like that festival, right, in Montreal. It's a, one of the most famous yes. festivals in Montreal. Mm. So when I got the opportunity to rock the stage outside, my father was there because we were moving here that summer. Mm. Um, he came to like wrap stuff up. And, uh, and I was like, I had that song that's about my mother and my father. I was like, Baba, I'm going to bring you up on stage. He's like, what do you want me to do? I was like, nothing. Just, just come up on stage. I want people to see that you're my father, you know? Um, wow. <laughs> and it was cool because I... 
I feel like he didn't want to leave stage. I was like, I, I, we good now. You can wrap it up, you know. And he was like, thanks you, thank you. Yeah. He was like ah, bowing and bowing. Oh. I was like, yeah, love, let's oh. get. I gotta keep moving. I got sixty minutes. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, oh man, bliss. Yeah, yeah man, my dad. Oh, man. My dad is hilarious. Wow. What? A, yeah. What? A, like me, man. Like this. Um, you know, when I was watching the video, I can tell, I can see the looks. I think uh, Hello was there on stage. Yeah, everybody was um, there. Yeah, you know, Sundus was there, Mariam uh, was Mariam, there. And I can Charlie see Hala and Sundus looking, it was just the, the look that they had on their face was just... Yeah, super yeah. emotional. I, I yeah. don't... Watching I, it, man, every time I watch it, every time I want to feel good, I put it. I have it. I, I don't... I wasn't emotional on stage because I was on stage working, right? Yeah. But... Um, Afterwards. Definitely th thinking about it after. I mean, I cried when I left Montreal. It was funny because Weedo and them, they all had like a sign like, Narsi, my yeah, salam, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, no one's ever done that for me before. So like... Yeah. Uh, it was very emotional. And then uh, nine months later, I was back in Montreal. It was ridiculous. It was like this. My boys were like, "You did this whole rollout about you leaving town, but then you came right back." <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As we're about to uh, just fill in some some gas. Yeah, yeah some quick gas. gas break. Yeah, quick back gas break, and then we're gonna be right back. You gonna okay. cut? Yeah. So we're gonna cut. And we're back. <laughs> oh man, perfect. Um, listen, man, the way the way you do think, there's always um. I'm not gonna. Uh, the, I don't want to use the word sell. It's but but you're able to project whatever is inside you in a way that makes people like the product or whatever that you're pushing out. Is that something also that you learn throughout? You know, the way you the way you even talk about something. If you want to talk about anything, it talks. It, it comes from genuine. It comes out in a way that is. No, it's because I, I uh, I'm I'm kind of hard headed when it comes to. Um, like sacrificing uh, mm. for money. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Okay. Like I won't, I won't, I can, I do what I love in whatever format I do it in and I'll make it work. Like, and if it doesn't work, I'll move on and do something else. I have a lot of ideas. Sundas calls me idea machine. So like I'm endless with the ideas. Crazy ideas. And if things don't work, I'll just move to the next idea until one of them pops, right? So like, um, but like the merch and stuff like that, I learned it from Amir. I blame the label. Amir. Blame the label. Yeah, that guy, that guy also changed my life. Like Amir changed my life. He, uh, I met him around the time that I was doing Alhamdulillah. Wow. And we were just talking on the phone. Okay. And uh, he got a couple of people in the video. You know, like like Freeway, and, and he helped organize the. Jay. He basically no. like yeah. no Jay came through Leith Majadi yeah. when they were in. Shout Egypt. out Leith as well. Wow. But like. Uh, Amir Amir was like I would say the producer behind the video. Right. Mm. Um, because because my man's was shooting it, and in the states, uh, Amr was his friend, and we became friends through that. And then he helped me get the not right look for the video when it premiered. Oh, okay, okay. So Amir Amir was like he believed, you know, mm. um, and and we mm. were having conversations about Amir managing me at the time, but yeah. but then he became we became so close. Like we became like brothers, yeah. And we started exchanging ideas, and like we feed off each other a lot, you yeah. know. Like I give him advice, he gives me advice, and it's more of a, a brotherly support. And like you could just check out the Twitter between you guys to know like how amazing. Yeah, I always shoot <laughs> shoot shout outs to blame the label. Yeah, because it's blame because I believe that blame the label, not like you have a as song, in, no. Yeah, I yeah. did a song about it. Yeah. I think I might be the only one that did a song called Blame the Label. Yeah. but like I believe in the ethos of that it's not really about a record label it's about blame the label that they put on you don't oh. ever 
don't ever succumb to what they want you to become. Ayua. You know? So, um, wow. So it became like a way of thinking for me. And then he always told me, he was like, yo, merch it up. Nobody like you is merching it up. And the Rockefeller thing came uh, very naturally. Uh, and it blew it blew up. You yeah. Know? And then he got it, he gave Jay Electronica the sweater off his back. He mm. gave Freddie Gibbs yeah. the sweater off his back. Mm. So I kept sending Amir sweaters and boxes and boxes and he was just giving it to the right people. Who who who's someone that wore Rockefeller without you, for example, giving it to them? Like they just you saw a kid that someone sent it to you. Oh he's wearing that and they don't know maybe it belonged to a Narcy. That happened. Yeah, I mean, none of the none of the famous people that wore a Rockefeller knew who I was. Oh, they just liked the shirt. Okay, they wow. liked the shirt. Oh wow! So okay. like Jay Electronica saw it and he was like, "Holy shit, I gotta wear that." <laughs> uh, Freddie Gibbs was the same. Yeah. They're Muslim, right? Yeah. So they both like gravitated towards it, but they don't. They haven't heard my music. No. Freddie Gibbs has never met me, right? Yeah. Um, who who else has rocked it? Like man, uh, Stretch Armstrong, like all the, all these people. Stretch like, Armstrong. When I saw him here, in, he keeps in Dubai. wearing it. Keep I sent him new ones. <laughs> so a Rockefeller yeah. was really like the. Yeah. Um, and for me, the importance of a Rockefeller was putting Iraq in a positive context, mm. where it's all my all my merch are conversation starters. <laughs> That's how I function with merchandise. I think. What kind of conversation can I start with this piece? The taxi one, the what, stickers. The nice. taxi one, the diaspora, diaspora. shirts. Uh, the Rockefeller shirts, uh, same shit, different Saddam. That all started with same shit, different Saddam, which was a prop in the video. So, and then I started selling that t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. So, um, mm. so yeah, merchandise is very important for me. So, so listen, uh, this, is, uh, this is the part where we either continue shooting or cut, okay? Um, one of the perks of knowing a guy like, like Narcy is knowing his producer. Sandhill. Oh shit, you hit him up? You hit him up for some secrets? You did no. the Nardwar thing? No, 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 no. Okay. no. Shout out to Nardwar. You ever met Nardwar? No, I gotta meet Nardwar. Okay, that's yeah. A, this... That's a bucket list thing for me. Yeah, that's. So, um, anyway, one of the things, uh, obviously, uh, in, I asked him to send me some beats. Okay, nice. Okay, and he's like, oh, that's a great idea. I was like, oh, okay, I'm on to something here. Because you know, when Nawad is excited, that means it's. Uh, <laughs> that means you did the right thing. Alhamdulillah, yeah. So I was like, that's a great idea. And he just sent it to me like uh, two, three hours ago, just before this interview. So I want to play some beats. Apparently, these beats are not released yet. Okay. And I have a box here. I want to. <laughs> with words and shit? No, with, with things. Okay, cool. Give me the so, box. Yeah. Zero, just give What's us the box. What's in the box? Yeah. What's this in? segment is called What's in the Box? What's in the Box, yeah. So. Oh my God. I'll give. It's not a fucking box, it's a bag. I know it's a bag. Okay. So, whatever that comes out, okay? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, Isma, there's, there's three, I'll, I'll give you the benefit. There's there's um, Victory and Celebrate. If you know I haven't heard any of them. Oh, sweet. Okay. I, I may have heard Celebrate. It sounds familiar, but. <laughs> okay. So, I know you're good at this, and I know you, do, you like to do that. And I, 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 I've seen you do it live. And the last beat that when we did, you did that. And I got a message from somebody that says, that changed my life, what he did. He's a rapper, upcoming rapper. Amazing. He's like, that, what he did, changed my life. I want to build my whole life based on what he did. That's amazing. So I was like, okay, you know what? And I, 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 I want to try to do Let's that. Do so it. Um, whatever you see there, I mean, that's the beat. Which one did you play? All right, let's do it, let's do it. Okay. Can I put it up or? Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, I'm the man, chillin' with my boy Hass, I'm a fan. Word up, buckle up, stance. 
Gotta clip it on him, spit it on him, we flip it on him. Out of Santa, right here with a panda. Sipping on a Fanta, can't stand up. Man, people gotta stand up. Hurry up with my damn croissant. I'm the bomb when I rock on the mic. Word to my dad and mom. That's falah and ehlen. Can't test me, man, ehlen. Listen, World War Free, that's the first record that I dropped with. 17 tracks on it, oh. features Avery, 47 soul, man, go get it, damn we, so ill when we spit on the mic, CDs used to be dope, now it's MP3, too much OD, you can't see me, I rock on the mic like I'm in 3D, you can not touch my PP, that's out of control, you better stay at home and listen to the album and get a GoPro and put it in your whip and roll around and do a show, like my man Hoss, that's for real, man, oh no my cuss. god. Who's this, Biggie or Jay-Z? Doesn't matter, you can't play me. See we hip-hop to the bone and the cord till we flip-flop. Till I break my hip when I hop. Sorry if I hit you with it on my skateboard. Man, I hate y'all. Listen, the genie, you can't see me, believe me. How much are y'all feeling, believe me. With the word while I'm testing on the heme. And I told you before, it's like you're seeing me in 3D. Put your glasses on, take your motherfuckers back to the classes, bomb. Yeah, come to the Concordia, I told you before, I am a border. Whatever the fuck I gotta say is storing ya. It's a fidget spinner, I'm like a widget. Believe it, exquisite, my freestyle is like this, so I spit it. You can't see me a whatever. Fuck it, we spinning, sinning, since the beginning. No ending, my freestyle is like my life is. Like my wife is, amazing. <laughs> Raising two kids and they crazing, amazing. Listen, it's a big hot stamp. Put it on my wrist like I'm at his. Oh, it's all love. Oh, I'm not a thug, but I used to think I was when I was 13 with Mosby rocking in my room, rocking big jeans, big me. You better rise like Grand Dizer, trying to size up cartoons like Adnan and Nina. Or to Joe Bennett, we stayed dope with it. Oh. Seen us. Call me Yasin or Narsi, the Neo out of Rebel called Yasin. Like my man Mo's death used to be called or is called, Bay A. Huh. Enough? Like Canadians, I stay crazy, I'm Arabian. Put the goggles on because you drowning in my spit when I spit it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Yo, I fucking love you. Straight up, man. Oh, uh, shit. I was going to say recyclable car Yo, bag, but I don't know what that rhymes with. Yo, I swear to God, guys, he does not know what's in the bag. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's very easy, man. How? Seriously, how does I mean, it? It wasn't great. It was good. It wasn't great. What do you mean it wasn't great? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wow. shout, out, shout out the plug, man. I have a headphone in. Oh, there was ketchup in here, oh, man. Oh, shit, yeah. I'm a ketchup addict. This could have been great. Oh, man. I, I was looking. I was trying to find a Nutella. Oh, Nutella. Around Nutella, man. Like, Nutella. Wait, I want to give you another beat. Frutella. Frutella. You know? But what do you think of that beat? Umbrella. Umbrella. Uh, yo, now, Waters beats are always fire, man. Regardless. Man, tell me, tell me about Sandhill. Um, I, did, I did a cypher, Al Ghami cypher, and um, Deep, who's an Egyptian rapper, obviously. Hamad Al Deep. Hamad Deep. And he said, um, um, he said Sandhill in Arabic. What did he say? Tell Sandhill, tell Raml. He's like, Ana. Mm. So he, he shifted it from English to, to Arabic, which I thought was kind of nice. Sand but Sandhill, man, what is what's Sandhill like? Sandhill used to be no, Nawara Nawaf. Nawar's name was Habilis. Mm. And it was Nofi Fanan and Habilis were Sandhill. Okay. And then when Nofi passed, um, 
Nawar took a break for a couple of years, and yeah. then when he came back, we had a conversation, and and I was like, yo, you gotta stay Sandhill, like, you know, keep the legacy going, like, so that's really what it is, and I think you know. I don't know if this is what he thinks or why they chose the name, but obviously it has to do with where we're from. But yeah. also, like, every grain of sand is different. You stack them up on top of each other, you can climb a mountain, you know? So, so like, it's it's uh, it's a very, very uh, iconic name for who he is. And I think, to me, Nawada is the best Arab hip-hop producer out there. Like, there's I no... I call him the spear. There's Sa- no... There's, Sam. Yeah, there's, Sam no, there's no test. Like, he's the... He's the first person that I know that, besides like Timbo and them, that flipped Arabi samples mm. the way that they did. Yes. You know? And they set a certain standard of bangingness. And like, Nawad is known for his drums yeah. specifically, right? Yeah. And he's very meticulous. And, and like, the way he is in real life, he's really organized and meticulous. And his music is the same. Do you, you know? Does he push you in his own way? Because, you know, Nassandal is a bit like, you know, he, he keeps himself as an. But but does he push you in his in, in his own way to to get on a, on certain beats, method? No, that? no. I think with me and Nawar, you know, I've known Nawar since I was uh, mm. since I was eight. So automatic. I've yeah. known him for next year. I would have known him for thirty years, right? And 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 um, so we came up listening to the same stuff. So, uh, for example, if we talk about the process of. Uh, World War Free. It was like Nawar was just playing me beats, and I was picking and writing to them. Mm. And and uh, the, the process was very like fluid that way. I wouldn't get in the way of his production, okay. and he wouldn't get in the way of my writing. It, But has then, it been always like that? No, I mean with with Euphrates, it was like every beat they were making was like, oh shit, it's the new shit because they had just started making beats. So we, I was just recording to everything. Uh-huh. But then obviously they start collaborating with other people. So I, I, but I get dibs because I hear the beat first. So if I hear the, I have his illest beats because I hear them first, mm. right? But then when I started getting more involved in production myself, yeah. um, and executive producing my projects and, and like mixing stuff for people, um, so with with Space Time for example. Mm. I worked on it for a chunk of time and then I stepped away and then I rented a studio for a month and a half and uh, the only song, the only songs we had at that point was Animal, um, uh, Animal, Multiply, which was from the Chobie Bryant sessions that we had, which created Chobie Bryant and all that, the singles that I put out. Mm. And then um, I had a song with Psycho Aleppo that didn't make the record. Yeah. So... uh, In that span of that month and a half, I recorded 12 other songs. Mm. So it was a song every two days. But uh, I'll give you the example of Yemenade. Uh, Thanks Joey, I did a song with Thanks Joey called Promised Land, which mm. was from the first sessions. Mm. And while I was mixing it, I was having trouble like placing it in the album. I, I felt like it wasn't working in the context of the record, but I was still mixing it and I muted, the, I muted everything and kept the drums and that played right and I was like I want to rap I just want to rap to that shit so Nawar came in an hour later Nawar used to come at like 4 p.m. and I was there from like 9 a.m. or whatever and I was like yo Nawar take these drums and take this I had recorded a bunch of shit with this choir of four girls uh, like you know things fathers do for money Yes, you better not sip that Yemenade. A bunch of different things that they said that were f- from my lyrics. Mm. No wonder no one will sign you. Those are all from things that I said on songs, but I made them sing it in a choir way. So I gave Nawar the drums from Thanks Joey. Okay. And I gave him 
Maryam and the girl singing, you better not sip that Yemenade. Mm. And I was like, yo, just flip it like this for me. He went home. I went home. He went home. I, you know, and I sleep early. He sleeps late. So when I woke up, I checked my inbox and he had sent me the beat. Yeah. So our process has become way more uh, collaborative in that way. Yeah. Like he, he, he listens to me and I listen to him. Sometimes I'll change a verse because he'd be like, that's not, you know what I'm saying? Like you need to rewrite that verse, mm. you know? Um, have you have you ever been in a situation where you're, you're faced with somebody that doesn't appreciate your art? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, many people don't appreciate my art. Like I have a, I have how a, do you deal with that? And, and I have I, a very niche fan base. Like I have a very, like only recently have people been okay online and people who cover my stuff have been calling it alternative rap, and I never really knew that's how I was viewed. Mm. But I guess it makes sense because I I I'm I don't follow trends. Yeah. Um, and the things that I say are not necessarily. I think you went into a construction. Zone I think so. Right? I was gonna say that. Yeah, I was, like, I was why gonna are there say no that. Other cars are we about to get arrested? Right now? No, I don't think so. Um, does it fit here? I think you could. You could. You could. <laughs> Hopefully, like there's an exit. Bye. Yeah, that's dope. It's uh, tricky. Yeah, no. you good. It's open over there. No, there's cones over there, bro. Yeah. It's all good, don't worry. Yeah, we're making a good sense. Okay. Um, but when someone says that to you, how do you, like, do you try to method and convert them or something like that? No, like, no, no. Because I, I never really see you do, and you're not that. I'm not trying, bro. I'm not trying. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just, I make art to make art. And, you know, I obviously actively, actively work with my f- fan base or the people yeah. that listen to my stuff. And, I get it. Yeah. But I also struggle with that part of the game because I'm alone. Like, I do everything on my own. Mm. I do everything on my own. You do? Yeah. I edit my music videos. You, um, you know, I haven't edited all of them, but, like, I, I, I'm very heavily involved in every step of the process to a fault at times where it affects my energy, right? Mm. Um, so, uh, no, I don't I don't try to, like, convert people to, oh. to the mm. school of NARS or whatever. I just... <laughs> one, one of the first um, shout-outs I heard like you know for you someone giving you a shout out was uh, Nas he was on a phone yeah, yeah, yeah. how'd you get that shout out so I was I was working for this magazine called The Mirror in Montreal Mirror, yeah. mm. and I was interviewing people I was just like I want to start interviewing people I, you know I get bored really quickly so I like I want to do different things okay so I interviewed Chuck D I interviewed yeah. Brother Ali I interviewed Nas and I got to interview Nas yeah and uh, I had an amazing conversation with him on the phone was on it on the phone and he was eating carrots while we okay. were talking it was really funny okay. Nas was like <laughs> eating carrots while we were talking. and Nas is like in my top five Nas is one of my favorite rappers of all time he's probably you know he's probably like number two mm. um, or number one I don't know you know but it was a surreal moment for me so I was like yo Nas I'm an MC you know that was after the interview was done you yeah okay. I was like I was like, do you mind if you give me a drop? I'm working on a mixtape right now. And he was like, what's the name of the mixtape? I said, stuck between a rock and a hard place. And he was like, yo, that's hard. You know? <laughs> he was like, yeah, hell yeah, I got you. And then he was wow. like, what's your name? I was like, uh, the narcissist, you know? He was like, you're now tuned into the narcissist stuck between a rack and a hard place. Did you, know you believe? Like, did you make sure that's recorded when that happens? Because <laughs> Yeah, like- yeah, I mean, I did it. I, I, yeah. I recorded it into my computer right away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was around, the, that was like a year after Nofi passed. And, and wow. I, I was... Nawada wasn't making music. Yeah. Um, and yeah that was, was one of the first shout-outs I, like, I heard. Like, yeah. yeah, and I was making that mixtape, so I was like, you know, and I, the intro to that mixtape was a Nas song. It was 
the, I redid Thief's theme, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, mm. So I, I, it fit perfectly. You know? the, there's a discussion in the lab past month. I met, sorry, I met Nas yeah. once, very randomly in Montreal at a club. Um, and I was you met a, Nas once? And I was wearing a pink dishdasha. Because I was with Moes, I was with Yasin, and we did Oshiaga. Okay. And Nas was performing at Oshiaga, and I, and I know Green Lantern, his DJ. Mm. So we ended, I ended up on the side of the stage, and, Na, and Yasin went up with Nas to do, uh, to do Thief's theme. Wow. Like a remix of Thief's theme. Really? Or, yeah. Oof. So it was really <laughs> serendipitous. Yeah. And then that night I went to the club, and Yasin was supposed to show up, and he didn't show up. And Nas was there, and it was just me and Nas in the in the VIP section. And Nas was drunk, and I was wearing a, a pink dishdash, and he was looking at me like, "Who the? Why the fuck is this guy?" Like he didn't even talk to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember know that he look. looked. I he, know that. Look. He looked at me, and I was like, "I was like, you know, like what up, Nas? You know?" And then he was like, <laughs> and he took two steps away from me, like he was kind of like, <laughs> "Who is this fucking guy?" Man? I, I know that look. Yeah, yeah. Yo, listen. For the past two three weeks, there's a discussion. Um, Top rappers of all time, you know. Yeah. Shout out Ebro. Like, what does Ebro mean to you, bro? Seriously, Ebro. Ebro. Like, it's funny when I met Ebro. He's like, damn. Carly, who, who works closely yeah. with Ebro. Shout out Carly Hustle. Shout out Carly yeah. Hustle, man. Uh, she's the greatest. Yo, thank um, you for introducing me to a lot of amazing people. Yo, by Carly Hustle is Carly is. Wow. She's one of my favorite people. Mm. Um, but yeah, Ebro is like the older me, man. I don't know how to I don't know how yeah. to explain it. Like, yeah. obviously, mashallah, he's way more experienced than me, and, and, and like he's in an, another realm of uh, of, of popularity. And, no, but and, I, uh, and I like influence. the fa- I like the fact that he's direct but polite in a way. Yeah, no, he's real. What I like about Ebro is he didn't sacrifice his mm. opinions. Yeah, and then he's also a bit trolling. He's a bit like he makes fun of. Like yes. he'll test you just to test you, right? Mm. So uh, when I met him, and how was the conversation like when you got? It was amazing. It was mm. like it was long. I talked to him for a good hour, and like yeah. obviously they didn't use all of it, yeah. but uh, we lost track of time mm. in, in a sense. And, he was and, rocking the Rockefeller. Uh, no, uh, no, no, no. I, ga- I gave him uh, diaspora. He rocked the space time. Yeah, space time. Yeah. But like uh, when I when we met him, Carly was like, "Yo, you guys got to be related or some shit." It's because we're both like shaved head. We have beards that are salt. <laughs> salt and pepper beards and like he's light skin i'm kind of you know yeah yeah so like we but we think the same too yes so yeah i really i look up to you bro man he's a great dude and and they've supported me so much like yeah yeah, it's helped me a lot you Mm -hmm. know yeah just to get optics on my music and and to have his support means a lot we're talking about support how is it like in canada because we in the arab region over here we look there we think oh wow it's great but i know it's difficult as well it's not like you know yeah listen the internet is a is a lie bro the internet is like the Dajjal, like it'll tell you the truth, but it's lying to you. In the sense that like, the, the, the you might see me on Ebro, but yeah. that's just the beginning of the work. Like, yes. Ebro did his work. He, he you know, he alley-ooped me yeah. by doing that show, but then I have to, I have to continue it, yeah. right? Um, and I've been blessed in the sense that like my music reaches certain people and my, my music People listen to my music and I don't know that they do like, yes. you know, like uh, people that I watch, like mm. whether they be on television or, or actors or whatever, like, and they've reached out to me and placed me in their content. So it's been like a very natural progression for me. Yeah. I've, I've had the, the, and I've always focused on longevity. I don't want a bit, I don't want like a, I don't want a quick injection. For yeah. me, it's been slow pace on purpose, you mm. know? 
um, to make it grow. And that also makes people want to support you more, I think. When I first came here three years and a half ago, there was a lot of people, obviously, they look up to you, especially I'm talking from UAE. How do you see it right now coming back? Like, I'm not talking about like naming artists or whatever, but how do you see, obviously with the age of the internet now, everyone is dropping music, everyone. How do you see it as a guy from outside, you know? Does it impress you? Do you think that there's a scene, there's a... Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a creative scene here, mm. right? So like whether you're talking about Moha and Chindi or you're talking about... Uh, yeah. You're talking about what you're doing or you're talking about like uh, Mo Flo and his brother in Harmony and mm. all those guys. And, you know, they might not all like be working together, but I think there's there, there's finally there's finally a scene that's developing here that's organic. And I think that creative environment is the first organic thing to come out of yeah. the, the, the place, you know? Yeah. And um, they're connected, I think. Like they, they're they connected work with, because they go out no, with each other. No, they're also connected with big time campaigns like Chindi did yeah, this. Yeah, like yeah, they, they know. Hey, Moha and Chindi for me are... are, are uh, uh, <laughs> they're incredible. They're incredible, man. They're like, um, they're like Tom and Jerry, <laughs> you know, but they, you know, like, you know, like they're always chasing this thing. But at the same time, they're not. Yeah. Like they, they, yes. they naturally grew yes. this community around them that they influenced very much. And, and, and I think that what they did was beautiful because they, they used what I use and I don't really talk about is the power of projection and belief. Like mm. sometimes I have an idea. It takes most of the time my ideas take three years to manifest. Okay. So when you see something that I've done, I thought about it three years ago. Oof. Right? That's usually what it is for me. Sometimes it takes five. But like, the same with them. I think it's a, I think there's a beautiful scene here. And musically, there's a lot of great people that are coming out of here. I think mm. it needs work. Yeah. And it needs support and an infrastructure. But uh, I grew up in a city where there was no infrastructure for what I was doing. I had to do it myself. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. What scares you, man? What scares me? Yeah. I'm scared of heights. Heights. Yeah. Uh, turbulence scares the shit out of me. Mm. Um, mm. Losing control. Right? Like, um, mm. anything happened to any member of my family, less on halal, like anybody in my extended family, and like things that are out of my control. Like I'm a control freak in the sense that that's why I do everything. Mm. But, uh, I think I have to get over that because my kids are going to get older and eventually I'm going to lose control. Yeah. Um, do, do you think that the fact that you, mashallah, have, you know, beautiful family, beautiful kids, that's impa impacted your rap in a way? Like, oh, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impacted everything I do. Mm. Because I, I, thi I, I think about what my son and daughter are going to think when they see my shit. Mm. I don't care about anybody else's opinion. Yeah. You know, when my kids are going to be teenagers and they look back at my work, what do they think, you know? Because yeah. I didn't have that. So, like, if I, I got to do it properly. And obviously, I've made, I've made mistakes in public and, you know, uh, uh, some of my work didn't do very well or whatever. But I think about the impact of what I do on children now. You yeah, know, not necessarily like I make it clean for kids. Son, for me, when you sing it, you have a monologue before and after it. You say something, so it's very, very emotional. When I perform, when I perform it, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the first song that I did for my child, right? Mm. Uh, and he's on it. He's on it. And that song traveled the furthest. 
Like, uh, mm. same with Alhamdulillah, I traveled the furthest because yeah. the intention is bigger than the music. And, and, and when you do that, uh, when you put God in your work, uh, whether it's direct or indirect, it always goes the furthest, man. Subhanallah, bro. It's it's out wow. of. And someone else said that. Kendrick said that once in an interview too. And I, when I thought about it, I was like, damn, he's right. Like, if you go in, you know, whether whether you look at it as like God or the universe, or yeah. when you go in with that being your like intention, it always travels bigger. It always yeah. travels the longest. Yeah. You know. This is one of the things I learned from you. I remember watching an interview way way back. And you said intentions, everything. Obviously, we have that, you know. In yeah. But when I heard a guy that you know um, saying it was, it was kind of different. yeah. I mean, and I forget that sometimes. You know, we all do, right? Yeah, we all do. We all get caught up in like, why Big not? And, yeah. And and, and <laughs> but I'm trying. What I'm trying to exercise now more than anything is like, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Mm. And and if I want it to keep going, I gotta put in a good intention around it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's it. I just don't know where I am. I want to make a U-turn <laughs> to get you back. Yeah, Yo, Sinus always tells me, man, it's so dangerous, man. Big Hass is always in his car on, on the phone. Like, no, you got to tell him I to got, stop. I got this because of that. Because people said, like, Yeah, yeah, you got to be safe, yeah, bro. You know? You, 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 on Sheikh Mohammed sorry for that. Road, <laughs> you, you and I'm going to offend him, man. I'm going to always be doing I know, I saw you. crazy verse raps in the whip. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Stop, stop rapping, rapping and, and driving. driving. Yeah. Like, you want to rap, rap at the crib, bro. It's not. Who are your top five? Top five all time? Yeah. Um, I, I don't like that discussion, but I just want to, like, I mean, the top, not a narrative on tertib or whatever, but who do you, like, who impacted you? Top five. I mean, Black Thought. Thank you. Lauren Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, Yasin. Nice. Like, most. Most and Kuali, I put them as yeah. together because Black to Star. me they came to me together. Um, Andre three thousand, nice. That's how you know it's I a rapper. I always forget the th the fifth one for some reason. Well, Nas is right up there, you no? Know, like I said, Nas. I didn't say no, Nas. No. Nas. Yeah, Nas yeah. is my fifth one, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Nas for forever, bro. Yeah. When Nas said, "I smoke so much law," I see the dead bird flying through a broken sky. I was like, "Halas, man." Thank you very much. I quit. You know what I'm saying? Like. Nas is the illest. Mm. Yeah, and I love Jay Z, and there's so many more people that have influenced me. I don't think five is enough. Yeah, and, and yeah, uh, I, agree. I and I, and those aren't in order. Yes, of course. Yeah, uh, because they five, all had. Five, a different I know influence. you liked five. Rest in peace. Who? Five dog. Yeah, five. Of course. Uh, um, you like know. you, you, you. Uh, why did you appreciate him? For example, why did you connect with him in a? Like, what was it? Because I know that when he passed away, you. You know? No, I think with, with a lot of times when when artists pass away young, it, it reminds me of Nofi. Man. Yeah, and I feel it like when Nipsey got killed, and I I had watched Nipsey and listened to Nipsey from his mixtape days till Victory Lap, mm. because at the same time as I was grinding and doing, I think obviously he was living a whole alternate reality to what I was living. Yeah, and 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 Crenshaw and Slauson and all that, but I watched his journey. And and he and he did what we all didn't do. He grew and became a legend while he was alive, and still impacted his community more than anything. Mm. And then to see the way he got killed, it just broke my fucking spirit. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. And until this day, like I, once a month, I sit down and I watch. 
Nipsey interviews and I, I just like you can ask Sundas I'll stay up till 3 in the morning and just, just watch, watch interviews of him because I feel like I knew him like uh, uh, his hustle and acumen was, was like yeah. no fees and like I see myself in him I see my friends in him um, mm. and yeah he got taken away so like yeah all these artists that, that um, all the artists that impact me that passed away really, it impacts me more because of what I've been through you know yeah um, as, a, as a professor, when, you, when, you, when you're teaching that course, by the way, I really, I, one of my dreams. I want, to, I want to have that. you in that class one day. It's one of my dreams to attend. You know, I, I really want to. Shalom, I come to Canada, bro. Betty Betek, bro. Wallahi, I'll yeah. interview you for once, fuck. <laughs> Yo, the, no, for sure I will. Uh, of course, I man. Will. But how is the react? How is the students? How is the, the class like? Is it like? Tell us more about that. My class is like the supreme drop of of classes at Concordia as soon as they drop my class it fills up out of 200 students and then I always get the wow yo can you can you get me in like I'll be walking in the street in Montreal people be like no way yo I want to take your class but it's full I'm like bro it's not school right now don't talk to me about class um but it's a blessing but that's amazing right? yeah, alhamdulillah like, bro it's, it's the when did you start that what a couple of years like, five years ago this, five is, years this ago. will be mm -hmm. my sixth like when I finish this year it'll be my sixth year sixth year yeah, alhamdulillah, Ooh, like that's the biggest Allah. blessing in my life, you know, mm. uh, I think like I'm I'm not supposed to be there in a way I th like I, I hear am, you. but I'm I not you. supposed to be there. I, yeah, I understand you know, when you like say I that. broke into just like I broke into the music industry. Um, yeah, I broke into the university. What was the biggest misconception you're able to somehow break when you were there, if any, like in terms of somebody, because these are like you know, people that might not know your music, might not know anything, anything about my Arabia. My students don't really listen to my music. Yeah, that's something else I noticed. And I don't, and I don't push my music on them. Like, yeah. I tell them I'm a musician. Mm. I go by the name Narsi. You can check out my work online. I'll, show them, I'll show them a music video at, during the class one. But that's it. And then I'll assign my book for certain semesters, right? Like yeah. uh, my, Because it's an example of an album breakdown. or yeah. Like, it just gives them a guideline. But I never push my work on my students. Mm. Um, I think this is which why I you... probably should because they're not five years times 400 that's 2,000 extra people that could be copying my record right? yeah um, <laughs> but I just feel a bit of a conflict of interest and yes. like I'd rather they discover it like they get to know me and then they discover my work so mm. a lot of them became listeners to my work after they took my class and finished it so we're mid of August 2019 you're, you're here uh, obviously in the UAE Heading back, what can we expect like in the next six months? I know you plan for three years, but what is it that we? <laughs> I don't like, plan for three years. No, I, I mean I you project. You project, sorry, yeah. not plan. Yeah. How does? What can we see for the next like until the end of the year? Um, I'm gonna drop a couple singles um, in the next couple months, and I'm working on a project right now with Thanks Joey. Nice. Just to like flip up the vibe of my work a bit, and mm. I have a great working relationship with Joey. Um, and it's, it's a different vibe than working with Nawar. And, and I'll still work with Nawar. Obviously, that's, he's the reason I do what I do. Yes. But like uh, uh, me and Joey developed like a, a working relationship that's really powerful and quick. Yeah. Joey is like me. But producer. But as a producer. Like he's a hustler. He, uh. he has vision. He, uh, he doesn't stop. He doesn't take no for an answer. Like he takes no, but he uses it as fuel. So um, I'm working on that. Mm. I'm, you know, hoping to get a couple of director gigs with some artists that nice. I that I really like and look up to. Belly. <clears throat> yeah, there's a couple artists that I want to work with. I want with. that song, bro. Artists from our community, but yeah. that, you know, I, there's a lot of guys that 
a lot of guys and girls that I that I'm talking to right now that are art, musical artists that happen to be Arab, but that's really not that's really not all end all be all for me. I want to do R and B videos, man. Ooh, yeah, really? Do, yeah, yeah. Mm. Thank you. And for, then I want to act. I want to do some acting yeah, shit. Yeah. Thank you for introducing me to people like uh, Carly Hustle. It's not Allegra, man. Yeah, that Snow latest album. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Snow Allegra. What, what makes her very special? Look, what is it? Like, I don't know. I've been listening to Snow since like uh, since she dropped that joint with the RZA ages ah, ago. Wow. I think it's called Emotional. Mm. And uh, mm. I just I appreciate the the progression. And uh, she's one of those artists that I always felt like yo. And people say this to me all the time. They're like, yo, you should really be bigger than you are. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, it annoys me. When people say that to me, I'm like, fuck you. What is that? You know, like, I get it. But thank you for the compliment. But I think also, they're being like, good, though, but yeah. But no, but but it, as an artist, it's very frustrating to hear at times because you're like, well, then what's, you know, what, what am, am I, I doing, doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. And and obviously, we're artists, so we're sensitive about our shit. But with, with Snow, um, I always felt that way about her, too. Mm. Um, and, and I support artists. Like, for me, it's not more than, uh, you know, like, I tried to get her on the last record uh, on Space Time. Uh, she was, like, I had sent her Only You, mm. you know, to be on the hook of Only You. Uh, but it didn't work out, and, yeah. and uh, we've been following each other. But I don't really know her yet. I'm not yeah. going to front like I know her. Yeah. I, I've met her once. Okay. When I, I took my class to her show in Montreal. Nice. To go see her show. Yeah. Um, but I support her, man, because she's from our community. Uh, I know that as a woman uh, on its own, being a woman in the music industry is not is not yeah. an easy feat. Yeah. And then number two, I've seen that she's had ups and downs, and she's spoken about it, and I relate to that. Mm. You know. Um, so yeah, I support her, and, and her new project is the one. Like she's <laughs> gonna blow up, bro. That's it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's done. Mm. Yeah. Um, space time. If you can tell me one song that you think did not get the Wish the hype any or one song that people didn't really one song that you were hoping it will you know get there but it didn't which one would it be on the record yeah uh i mean a lot of it <laughs> if i gotta be honest really animal did animal did really well on like streaming and stuff yeah. like that um but Ad the video didn't do very well the, yeah, because the video was weird no I love the video you're talking about. But the, vid the video was weird. Like, my f to my fans, yeah. that video was weird. Like, if you know my work and then you see that video, you're like, what the fuck is but this guy But that's evolution. <laughs> yeah, but it's weird. For people that don't get it, it's, a lot of my videos are like, uh, anyway, they're like unpacking <laughs> shit that I'm dealing with, right? So with Animal, I was dealing with the pressure of finishing a project and then having to push it and not really, like, I wanted to quit at one point. Uh, because it was, I, I was feeling disappointed and mm. I didn't have any more energy. Yeah. So the character in that video is that part of my personality. Yes. It's not me, yeah. but he's that rapper that thinks he's the shit and he's disappointed that nobody else does, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's, but I, I mean, you know me, so it's pretty straightforward, but fans that don't know me personally mm. won't get it. They're like, why does, why is he a fucking donkey? Why does he look like nah. that? Why does he look like a goat, right? Um, Cause he, maybe he's the goat. He's a go-tar. Arab, yeah, go-tar. Uh, you know, I'm very happy with how the album's doing. It's, yeah. it's, it's serving its purpose and it's mm. growing and like it's very organic. And yeah. I don't have a machine behind me, so there's no way of plugging it. Yeah. But the music is getting to people. And uh, I think the song that I did with Yasmin, which is like nine, seven minutes long or whatever, 
But that's like I think that'll be appreciated later, you know, because it's uh, in space. Yeah, because she's very niche and like people know her. She's a legend in our community, but people yes. don't know her as much as they should. No. And then even with Mashur Leila, it's the same. It's like I was the first hip hop artist to yes. collaborate with them. Yeah. And they were super open with me and like they're great brothers. They became brothers of mine and and like they uh, they cha- they helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, sonically, right? They're incredible. Yeah, so I'm grateful. This album was a this album was like a benchmark for me. It was like, yo, this is, you know, this is what I'm gonna do. But I think it might be my last album as an album. You know, everything. I was gonna ask you that. Everything else, I'm gonna drop a bit differently um, than like a record. You know. You see, it? like an EP single. Yeah, like EP that? singles, maybe just a video, Videos. like like a meme. Like I'm just gonna be like really. I'm gonna do challenge the way I can I put out music. I don't think I've ever asked you that, but do you listen to Arabic rap? Like Arabic no, rap? No, I don't listen to Arabic rap. <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you. Like Rab al Arabi? Nothing. Like I'll listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna ignore it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't listen to it. Like I don't actively listen to it. If, if, if I don't even listen to hip hop that often anymore. I listen to R&B music, bro. I listen to a lot of R&B music. Like every Tuesday or Wednesday, I wake Sundays and the kids up listening to Usher. Like blasting Usher at the crib. I'm, I'm not who I used to be. I'm soft now, but like, um, <laughs> I, I, I I I love Arabic hip hop because it's where I started. Yeah. Um, but also I evolved from it. Yeah. You know, like I don't think Arab rappers look at me as an Arab rapper. You feel me? It, there is a lot of discussions, and I tell tell you that, like, because it's very diverse, man. Like with you guys. I, yeah, let me ask you this. Yeah, you because you're you're like in touch with both yes. worlds. Yeah, what is my uh, reputation? Yeah, in the Arab world. Who Tarikna? Yeah. Wow. But the, I was but never that's here I, though. But that's exactly that's one. No, no. Two is that I think, in my opinion, this is why when you dropped like a Nargisi. Which is an you know in Arabic, it felt to me personally, and like Hassan, when you were when you talk, I I kept sending any that. But this is also another uh, discussion I have. Like you don't need to rap in Arabic to be Arab. This is that there's no you know like you know, yeah. so people are messing up with your Arabhood if you want to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. it, which is a big problem. I'm like, yeah, but this dude is representing Arabia in any way in way more than what you guys are doing yeah and i keep sending examples and stuff like that so but, but again because it's very crazy man like you got the diaspora people mm. you got the north africa where arabic rap initially started yeah, 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 and you course. got the levant which they think political and then you got the gcc which is like commercializing now yeah. khaliji hip-hop yeah, yeah. so it's so whoa yeah it's all over the place man <laughs> divide and conquer man that's how they got us yeah see even I, in music I, yeah but i mean like it's fair for people to feel that way Mm. Because I'm, you know. No, but don't get me wrong. I know that some of the biggest names in Arab rap, like the the, the huge biggest names in Yemen, and for me, Anna personally, I do think that Bukul Thum is right up there. Ed Abbas, yeah, yeah. Muslim, he's a rapper from Morocco. Yeah. These guys look up to you. That's crazy. Because you, what you're able to do and how you're able to do it. But I think the question here is that I don't think they think you're part of the whole process because you don't perform in Arabic. You don't yeah, do Arabic, that's yeah, it. I mean, I mean, look, Narjasi was a response to that. Mm. Narjasi was like the end of a certain narrative in my music. Yeah. That's why the last song on it is called Nihaya. Yeah. Because it was like, F you guys. I put in all this work. Yes. 
in the first five, six, seven years of my life talking about where we're from and what's happening in the in the world. Yeah. And then I came out to Lebanon and I did a show and the guy was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, that. okay, plays like I said here, boom. And I hit him with like an Arabic freestyle and then I was like, oh shit, I can do it. So yeah. then I went home and I recorded it, I recorded it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also don't believe in boxes, bro. Yes, labels and boxes. As I soon think. as you put a label on me, I rip the label up. Yeah. Like that's that's the kind of person I am in real life outside of music. Fine. As soon as you assume one thing of me, I go left. Yeah. Right. And I do that to challenge myself to always grow. So if I mm, so if I assume that you could do one more rap, now would you go left again? Yeah, that? I'm not rapping no more. <laughs> that was a freestyle. Next one's gonna be a cost style. Um, yeah. No, yeah. but I mean, you know no, what I'm yeah, saying? I'm kidding, yeah. Like. Um, mm, I get you. Yeah. So if people feel that way about me, mm. that's all good to me. I understand where the sentiment comes from. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't owe you anything. Mm. I, I don't owe anyone anything. I do my work. I carry, I don't carry flags, I carry nations, you know? Like I don't ever wave a flag. I, I'm Iraqi, but I never wave the Iraqi flag. I live in Canada, I never wave a Canadian flag. Mm. I don't represent a country, I represent human humanity. Yeah. And like, I've had a lot of people try to battle me and I'm like, bro, I don't battle human beings. You battle. wanna battle me, I'll battle you. But I don't battle human beings, I battle ideals and, and ideas in the world that are that are negative and unjust. That's my battle. So that's my purpose. You know what I mean? So I love, yeah, man. I love this guy. Um, your social media handle to the people right here. Uh, you can look me up on IG. Is Narcy Nars on Instagram? Is Narcy Nars? It's the same thing. Yeah. On Twitter, it's uh, the Narcissist, mm. which is very badly spelled. You can also look up Elon Musk, and you'll find me because uh, it's space time. And uh, fuck Facebook. Don't go follow me on Facebook. Facebook, the feds, man. <laughs> I don't use my Facebook. I don't believe in Facebook. I left Facebook years ago. You're not on Facebook anymore, no. Personally, no. no, no I, personally. I know you're with him. I have the Narcy page, but I don't even use it. Yeah. I don't like Facebook, bro. <laughs> They're the feds, bro. <laughs> Love, brother, man. Thank you so much for your time. I can't believe we did this. Uh, what an incredible freestyle that was. What an amazing conversation. And all you Thank people you, in Dubai who don't see the value in this guy and what he does, I'm talking about companies and brands and all that shit, you better wake the fuck up and realize that Hus is one of the most tapped in people and that you need him. And it's time. It's that time. Yalla, Habibi, man. Habibi, my brother. I got a piece so yeah. bad, bro. I'll see oh, us. shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Peace along. Assalamu alaikum, guys. <laughs> Yo, tune in next week. Yo, you know who you should have on the show? Yeah. Either my father or my sister. Are they here? Can you can My you father's in town, but you should have my sister on, on the show, man. She's really interesting. Can you hook it up and with your dad? she'll probably diss me, which is great. Can you hook it up with your dad? Yeah, for sure. Wallah. Yeah, yeah. Khalas, so let's do it. Yeah, my dad will do it. Adi. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you figure out what yeah. you want to talk to him about. Talk to him about his career. He has a very interesting career. I'd love to have him on. Um, and if you want somebody to come on and really like tell you the truth about who I am, have my sister on the That's show. That's definitely happening. <laughs> Shout out to her, man. Yeah, man. Shout yeah. out to Big Hus, man. One love. Peace and love, guys. Buckle out.